Woo woo woo. I mean, I don't want to shout. Your parents are here. That's rude. Okay. Hi. Hi. We are the film fucks. Hey man. Hey welcome, Ryan, how's it going? Welcome back. It's going. I'm. It's going great for me. How's yeah. it going for you, Walter? I got this pee guard in the way, and got this that'll pop guard. Ho- hopefully, help with yeah that popping problem. Popping I've been having peas. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so glass the latest so, seven night Shyamalan yes, film. Yes. Today we're going to talk about it. Today on the film fox, we will be dun, talking dun, about dun. glass. The uh, glass final. God, Wally. The long-awaited conclusion. The conclusion to a trilogy that, for the longest time, we did know it was a trilogy. What a twist! <laughs> what a I, twist! Yeah, we're like, gonna boom, wait trilogy. ten. Yeah, we're gonna wait nineteen years. Mm-hmm. To, well, worth it? I don't know. <laughs> that's <laughs> what we're, we're here to discuss. Find out. Yes, this really calm. It's very nice. It's, it is. It's, Whoa. Yeah, we definitely got that. I don't know what that was. Oh, I do know what that is. <laughs> My mom's obviously in her closet. <laughs> but it's um, all good. Good ambience. Good ambient noise mm-hmm. is just wire scratching wire hangers. <laughs> okay, so Wally, first impression. Ooh, uh, I liked it, but I'm very conflicted about this movie because I'll say right off the bat, this movie had no heart. And I feel a lot of people aren't going to like that. It's very cold and calculated, just like the main character of the movie, yeah. Mr. Glass. Yeah, I I kind of agree. I mean, we we talked about this a little bit. Um, personal like we already recorded stuff that got lost. Oh yeah, that yeah. got immediately deleted. Mm-hmm. Um, there was this guy in the background. The wizard kept talking. The wizard yeah. that's in the Carl corner. showed up. He's like, come on, guys. I didn't see Glass, but let me be on the podcast. Yeah, he's like, like Carl, he you have pushed his way in. He yeah. pushed his way in. He, it was too scary for well, Carl. Well, see, the problem is, we, as we established, Carl has this relationship with the wizard that yes, sits in the corner. It's very and sensual. Guys, I hate to break the news. He, he broke up. They broke up oh, a couple no. of weeks ago. Yeah, it's, it's like the Beatles breaking up. Dude. It is, yeah. except sexual. Very, it's like the very sexual sexual Beatles breaking up. That's Carl Rivers, man. That's babe. Carl Rivers and the Wizard. The sexual Beatles. Yep. <laughs> Carl Rivers, the sexual, sexual Beatle. But, um, and so when he came barging in and demanded to be on the podcast, uh, the Wizard took great offense to that he did and also we were like carl you didn't even see the movies yeah so bye-bye it's like carl we, you we don't you review were... movies we haven't seen you that's outrageous yeah. who does that you didn't like who does that? scary movies this is not was not, not a scary, scary movie. movie but uh yeah he still demanded not to see the movie but to okay. still be on the podcast. what would you say the genre of this movie is because i think that's what thriller. okay Maybe yeah. even just psychological. I don't necessarily think it's a thriller. I don't yeah. think there was like a lot of There wasn't a lot thrill. of thrilling moments. There, there were there were some and I mean we'll go over those. Yes. At some point, but yeah, by and large this yeah, is a psychological move that the twists kind of come at you rapid fast towards the end. So. I was going to say there was multiple twists. Yeah. Um you didn't really It's a know. twist-a-thon, man. It is. It is. It's like, "Oh, is this the big twist? Is this the big twist?" No, nope, mm. the final big twist. And I come on, man. Yeah. He's but the twist only crazy. twist was going to be that he was in this movie for like 2 seconds. That oh was great. Oh my gosh, complaining that about was the, cam- I yeah. wish <laughs> we need better security. My camera's 
Was he? Did he work for the um, the football stadium? Oh well, see, he didn't work for the football stadium. He was a hooligan that screwed around. Oh yeah, right, right. Did he work at the um, oh at that institute or institution? Because then they installed. That's what I couldn't figure out. Because it seemed like they were installing. No, he's always just some random ass dude in these movies. That. I don't know. He, yeah, he wants to be the Stan Lee of his own universe, dude. Self-insert I mean, Stan Lee. Yeah. He is the Stan Lee. Hey, I'm going this to is, create yeah. a a superhero series, and I'm going to be Stan Lee in them. He's but like, let's he? make the Marvel series, but sad. Yeah, well, <laughs> and that's what these movies. Get closer to the mic. Okay. You can adjust that too. It can go up a little. It's very heavy, though. It is. Whoop! Hey, <laughs> going higher than that. Okay. It's good. It's okay. good. You need to just this like my sink, natural like sink yeah pose down and just pull it towards you. I'm like a nine year old, like the wonderful James McAvoy. Pull it, pull it straight out. I'm sure you guys love these technical dish, technical things, and then just sag in your seat. Like spread your legs out. Oh, there too you go. far. And then bring it to your face. Hey, everyone. There you go. All right. Actually, I'm with the review. It's actually really good. Is that comfortable for you? Yeah, it'll be comfortable for like five minutes. Okay, great. <laughs> I get just to stay in this pose. Okay, so. My butt's at a weird angle, but it'll adjust. I mean, stretch out more. <laughs> this is why you guys come to the Film Fox. Not talking about the movie, just no. talking about our physical positions while recording this. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just spread out all over the place now. Yeah, so Wally, what didn't you like about it? So, like, it didn't have oh. a heart, but... Should we get into that right away or go through, like, No, a, I want to get into synopsis. it right away. I want to... Okay. I, mean, I, I think the plot so, synopsis will come. Yeah, overall, like... I don't know. This movie was just sad in how it presented itself. It didn't really feel like it had, like, a human focus at all. And, like, part of that is intentional part of that is just the directing of M. Night Shyamalan and how he directs his actors they don't act like people no at all they're just it, give out expository dialogue especially the secondary characters it seems yes like that was all purpose was to explain yeah. to the audience exactly what's going through the heads of these superheroes in quotations yeah like I, I'm gonna say Samuel Jackson and James McAvoy they freaking kill it in their roles Bruce Willis is just kind of there yeah, not gonna lie. I feel he's really like, just like a Superman. Like he did oh, stuff at the beginning, at the but end. it's like yeah, he did. He's, he didn't really do much at the beginning. He just like chased some people down and then threw them into a threw right. them into a wall. Like it was yeah. What you think about that beginning? Not gonna lie, I'm like it. Fe- it feels like this was just like moments after the end of Split. Pretty much, it's like right after Split, we're like going on to the next thing. It kind of started like what. It reminded me of like Batman. What is it? Batman. The Dark Knight Rises. The Dark, okay. Um, where it's like, oh, it's clear that whatever this guy has been doing has been so physically draining on him that like, like they kept referencing the fact, oh, you look tired, you shouldn't go for walks. <laughs> I was it's, saying more so like that the the beast already has people kidnapped, and we kind of open up on that. Oh yeah. We like open like in the middle of the action. Yeah, it's. Oh, what is it called? I almost said curriculum vitae. That's not it. Um, there is there is like a film phrase where you start in the middle of the action, and I can't think of what it's called. 
Yeah, um, I don't know. I kind of like that, but um, okay. So a little bit of background information. I did see Unbreakable and Split, so like I knew all the characters and like what was going on. Ryan, you only saw I Unbreakable. Saw Unbreakable. So. I didn't see Split, but it seemed like a very shallow story. I knew almost immediately, like. It seemed like he just kind of did the same stuff, like kidnap stuff. Yeah. It was more focused on his character creation. It's more about learning exactly what this thing is. Right. Like, at the beginning, it's just kind of letting the character be the character. And it's like, if... I don't know. I feel like if you watch the trailers for this movie, like... I think, yeah, it is really helpful if you've at least seen Unbreakable. Yeah. To, like, get what's going on. I would say... At least see Unbreakable before seeing this movie. I was going to say, because two of the lead characters get basically their backstory in Unbreakable as opposed to Split, which is kind of... Mm -hmm. It's almost like a standalone film that, like, oh, you get this one guy's thing. And yes, he does become a part of it, but not seeing Split, I didn't... Spoilers for Split. That's the twist at the end that's part of Unbreakable. Yeah, that's and that's that's the whole twist is that it's just part of Unbreakable, and then, but there's enough character development in the James McAvoy character from Split in this movie that I didn't feel like it was that important to have seen Split. I yeah, no, I understood immediately how challenging this like Split personality thing is, and the fact that that. They they had this like hierarchy that was being established within his personalities, and that it was obviously going to be like an anarchic sort of mentality. Yeah, yeah, you do get that like right off the bat, and I think yeah, the trailer like helps tell you like what's in this guy's mind like right away. So yeah, you don't really need to see Split. I mean, yeah. I assume most of the people who are going to see this movie <laughs> and realize, yeah, and yeah. realize that it's a trilogy have already seen Split. But um, for me, yeah, I, I can't. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it. That's another thing. It doesn't necessarily work that well as a standalone movie. Like I do feel you got to watch at least one of the other movies to kind of get a sense of what's going on. Because you are like put right into the action. No, so. no. I mean, yeah. If you see Unbreakable, the guy from Split just seems like a villain. Like, yeah. it's it's a villain that, yeah, you do get a backstory in Split, but you... Well, he's you supposed to be, like, a tortured soul, because yeah. he has, like, yeah, a bunch and of different personalities. he has this, yeah, tragic backstory and tragic past that led him to kind of turn oh, into we'll this get, monster. Oh, yeah, we'll get into that. Well, but the, the fact that we can get into it in just based off of this movie, I think shows that Split, as a movie, is almost unnecessary. Because it's like, what you mm. get of his backstory with his mom and his dad. That is interesting that you say that, because originally there was going to be that third character in Unbreakable. There was going to be a person with multiple different personalities. Like, Split is actually an older script, and he thought putting, like, three at the time would be too too many characters. Yeah, because so. I feel like it would have the same problem as, like, Aquaman, where you're going through too many trials to get to an end point that everybody already knows is yeah. happening. Everybody already knows. Especially, like, back in the day in the late 90s. Yeah. Like, now they throw, like, five different superheroes in one movie and no yep. one now has we, a problem with that. Yeah. That's just the norm now. Yeah. So, then, yeah, we've gotten to this point where, yeah, I think it's it was a great time for this kind of movie to come out, a deconstruction of the superhero narrative and I think that does come at a cost of kind of alienating some of your audience. It does make this 
movie just a lot more darker and like calculating. I don't think everyone's gonna jive with that kind of feel. This is a very sad movie by the end. It's yeah, yeah. It's very much. It's not this glorious overcoming of the bad and no. like it's it's only focused on the fact that it's superheroes yeah. are just humans like superheroes are just as much human as we are as like just normal people yeah. are and none of them are villains even though like yeah that's what that, i didn't like because i that yeah. like by the end like it wants to make clear all their the true villains are like the people like trying to hide this which is another twist. I mean, we're going to be spoiling this all I, over the yeah, place. Yeah, so there's I don't. So I there's think, no re- real hero by the end of this movie. But that's just there's life. Just it. Like yeah, I and like yeah. it's supposed to be. That's, that's true. And, but also, like we said, it's supposed. It feels like it's supposed to be a realistic superhero movie. Yeah. And yet you get very flat secondary characters who. Only it just, provide, yeah. yeah, only provide the audience. With Let me just tell you, yeah, the acting for the secondary characters is just, it's so flat in this movie. Just like they came that day to like read a script yep. and that was it. Yeah, it's just. Like it's comparatively just a, to like Samuel Jackson and like James McAvoy who are like really living in the moment. Like you could yeah, almost so, say chewing the scenery, but like that's what their characters I was going to say, and. They their their types of characters are completely different. Like Samuel L. Jackson doesn't talk for most of the movie. I did like that. I love that because his a, his yep, facial yeah. tics and all that sort of stuff that he was, as we find out another spoiler, putting on just for the sake of fulfilling this sort of prophecy he's written for himself mm-hmm. was so well done. And then James McAvoy, who I he's just a very dynamic he's a very yeah. dynamic actor. And so yes. in a role like this, where he's just bouncing, 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 bouncing from different characters. Yeah, he shines. It, does, it doesn't does. ever get, like, disorienting or confusing unless it's, like, supposed to be yeah. that way. And, yeah, and we really, yeah, we see that at the end. Like, just even his posture completely changes from character to character. And I'm like, yeah, you can see this all in Split, too. If you want more of this this kind of acting of his, then, yeah, yeah. check Split out, yeah. too. I think as a stand personally as a standalone film, I think I could get tired of that very quickly. Okay. Um, I think because I think that's fair. Yeah. Because they are telling a story with it though, and that's what helps. Like there are some moments like where you just let the character be the character, which was like the beginning of this, is like just showing like oh yeah, this is just this crazy guy who goes through like different personalities. That's just kind of what you're setting. So in at the beginning s- in Split. Do they ever have, like, do any of the characters have interactions with each other? Like, any of the, like, personalities have interactions with each other? Or is they it do. always through, the, through well, another medium? Because one thing that bugged me is that he's constantly introducing himself. Yeah. Well, they, so he does see a psychiatrist in Split. Mm-hmm. So she's interacting with these different personalities and that like it does become more organized like oh i want to talk to patricia i want to talk to this character um but it's not like patricia's talking to the oh what's his name uh the nine-year-old um hedwig it's not like patricia's like comforting hedwig Mm. in a way and kind of like they kind there's a little bit of that because that's what there's a little bit i feel like if split was like basically the characters that become that are prevalent in yeah. this movie, which are Patricia, 
the beast. They uh, have mm-hmm. more characters in this than I think they did in Split. They introduced more personality. Now these like the ones that were mostly like in Split were the ones that were all like for this like this common goal of having the beast come out. You see more personalities in this. Yeah, and I, because I would love to see like, and maybe it would be a really hard thing to portray. It's just James McAvoy in a room, kind of almost like rallying the troops ah. of all of his personalities in order yeah. to get to get them to a point. Man, I'm just going to convince you to see Split by the end of this review because that's probably, what ha- happens at the beginning of the movie. Like you hear like behind closed doors, they're like, "Oh, there's like multiple people talking behind closed doors." It's so there's a germaphobe that's in this movie. I forget his name. There's Patricia, and then there's the little kid. They're like all in league with one another so you hear those three characters talking to one another at the beginning before you even see james mcavoy show mm-hmm. up so see yeah i guess that's if that only have if that happens at the beginning and then it's just like a continuation from there i think that's a failure of a movie i think you hmm. need to you can't just introduce a character in the middle of him becoming like a revolution I think you need oh. to lead to a revolution which is continued well, in the s- Yeah. Yeah, and Split, he's just... He's kidnapping people f- that he thinks is impure. And they yeah, do talk about that in this. Suffered, too. Yeah, and That's... Yeah. yeah, I guess... I guess in this movie, in Glass, mm-hmm. the connection between the uh james mcavoy's character and yeah how Samuel about we Jackson. like start going over like the plot okay or like yeah, yeah. so the it's main beats. i mean yeah the biggest thing is it starts with uh bruce willis basically mm-hmm. you see him yep. going on these walks he's this hero 15 years later yep. from unbreakable like now we have that his like son is pretty much like his alfred or like his like man over the phone or like on the computer his tech yeah. guy yeah um, um, if you've seen Arrow, <laughs> Felicity, or like Snoke, or yeah, it, you've you, yeah seen this. Like kind of it's character. always yeah, it's the mm-hmm. sidekick who is more technically sa- technically savvy, but not as yeah. physically capable. And yeah, we see like yeah, the years haven't been kind to him. His wife dies of cancer, is what we learn later. Um, so yeah, he's really down on his luck, but he's still out there being batman pretty say, much like, in a green poncho like succumb to this life of oh this is just all i do mm-hmm. all i do is save the kind of unwanting public because i'm the only one who can like he's very much a tragic hero like a tragic superhero and yeah life. all he these characters no are life. essentially tragic yes like he has no other life other than this he has become like the archetype of just hero where it's Mm -hmm. just jumping from one rescue to another to another and true because he's like lost everything but his son who he's also wrapped up in this yep which he was seen really reluctant to have his son be like that part of his life which they do have flashbacks in this showing like you know oh there's a bunch of strong people who can lift those kind of weights and he his son's like, really, Dad? I don't think that's true. Yeah, and that's... So, what... It's kind of like the first climax is Bruce Willis meets um, Kevin, who's yeah. the guy from Split. He meets one of his personalities. He finds these kidnapped cheerleaders, saves mm-hmm. them, and then is caught by the police. And so now you have Mr. Glass, who has already been captured many years before. You have 
uh, Kevin, and you have uh, what's it done? It's uh, yeah, David Dunn. David Dunn. Yeah. Yep. Bruce so that's Bruce character. Willis's character. Um, all in this one central location at this mental hospital. Uh, yeah, being, it's like a it's a fucked up version of like Professor X's like school for gifted children. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much it. Oh, yeah, 100%. it is a well. Yeah, it is a mental ward. They do tell us that, but yeah, specifically to how house these people who they say ha- have. A deficiency or like a disease thinking that they're That's superheroes n- it's not like that that facility wasn't designed specifically for that okay they actually brought sarah paulson in specifically for that. Okay. to s- treat just these three she wasn't yeah i don't think she was i think there was a little bit where she was going through but i don't think so where she was going into other people's rooms and trying to treat them okay it was mainly just those three yeah they were, yeah, like, closed off from the rest of the ward. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and so it's basically them working through how to fix them. Like, you see all of these characters kind of trying to get out, but Bruce Willis's characters, really, his motivation is to save people. It's yeah. All, it's like, it's very one note. It's very much like he's willing to push himself. Yeah. And this, like, I think another thing that I'll say that I feel is kind of against this move, they push a lot of, like, interesting ideas that kind of get forgotten throughout. Like, you want to see this rematch between, like, at the beginning of Bruce Willis's strongman character against the evil strongman character. And that never, like, it never seems like it's his motivation to, like, really, like, oh, I finally found someone that's a match for me. He's like, I just got to do this. Like, it just falls flat and doesn't make Bruce Willis's character all that interesting but, to me. So Bruce Willis's character isn't pardon me isn't really supposed to have that want. Like he's he's, yeah. he's so white knighty. He's only really he just wants to save people. So as long as they kept the beast contained, it's not like he has this personal vendetta against the beast. And maybe they kind of made it seem that way like I like that, okay, you have these two people that clearly don't like each other. You put them, like, rooms across each other and then, like, open the doors at the same time so they can both see each other. But that's, it's, yeah. so that's that's kind of my, or not critique, but my way of interpreting this movie. It's not Bruce Willis's movie. It's no, it's kind not. of the Split Guys movie in a lesser way, but it's yeah. mostly Mr. Glass's movie. That is true. But... Which is That's, where this movie loses his, its humanity because, like, this is a character that doesn't have any humanity left at this point. He just but, has one goal but the in beast, mind. the beast is supposed to be his humanity. Because when you see... So, mm. when you see that, uh, when they're across the room from... Or the hallway from each other and they're looking at each other, that's that moment when the be- when parts of the personalities that the beast have are starting to question this whole theology that they've had for the entirety of split yeah is the beast is the only superpower the beast is the only one that can do all these incredible things that's what they've always believed and then they find out that's not true and so the beast is going on this emotional roller coaster journey of trying to figure out he does have arc yeah is like whether or not their whole reason for existence which is just to to purify Those, people yeah. through pain yeah. is actually right mm-hmm. even though and so when you see that it's it's this growth in the beast in that like you see this conflicting thing where 
everybody's terrified of this beast. Every every one of his personalities is, but now you see this contender who could upset him. Yeah. And so Bruce Willis doesn't give a shit about that. He no. Just he, doesn't, he doesn't want people to get hurt. That's why when he, they're yeah. fighting, his main goal is to free the cheerleaders and get them out of yeah, there. Yeah, not to, yeah, best him or anything. Yes. Like yeah, that is true. And that does make Bruce Willis's character kind of one note. He doesn't really have an arc no, in this movie. No, it's it's always yeah. He's just kind of kind of there, which was a little bit disappointing. Uh, like to me. well, but that's kind of I. That's constantly like I mean we've seen in like superhero movies is like the Spider Man yeah two where it's um, it's uh oh it's talking Tobey Maguire Spider Man yeah, two Maguire, yeah two when he's doing the train thing yeah there's like, no you're you're not getting a moment like that no you are. This. You are only mm. getting moments like that. You're not getting the cool action sequences. You're only getting him do these insane things to save people. He literally pushes four riot guards into yeah. into a shipping container and bends a bar around it. That w- total yeah. overkill. Yeah, it was total overkill. And like he he does this. He saves yeah these four riot cops by letting the other four riot cops get eaten yeah. by like he's by uh, he's so one note that he's a failure. Yeah, and that's it's it's sad, and I mean well, that's just how yeah it's sad, but it's also like this kind of insane thing that we have with superheroes is mm. that like they're first and foremost only supposed to save people. Yeah, like, the second that they do something outside of that, that's when they become like vigilantes. Like that's when they push things too far. That's when people get hurt. Like yeah, they are like they they were mad at him for trying to hurt the guy from Split. Sorry, I the names are very complicated. That's okay. I mean, he's... He plays 24 characters, dude. Yeah. You could just call him the Horde. That's (laughs) true. So, they get mad at him for doing that. They call him a vigilante for saving... Or punishing just people who are doing fucked up bad things. Yeah. Like, at the beginning. And he's still made out to be a villain... Because he's doing something outside of the law. That's, that's true. Yeah, he's the yeah the vigilante. Yeah. But and the movie, yeah, like it makes it clear, like we we kind of focus on Bruce Bruce Willis more and Unbreakable. This isn't really his movie. He just has to be there but for this what, like plot to go of, on. That's what kind of, and I'm just working through this now. Okay. What kind of role can a superhero have? In the real world, yeah, is that what you're it asking? Is. It's like yeah. he has no role. He can't yeah. do anything because every time he tries, he tries to save people, he ends up fucking up because he's at odds. With well, him, he's so. just constantly getting. It's constantly seen as a negative, even though he's doing what he's doing, he's doing is, is a the net right positive. Thing. Yeah. yeah, it's punishing bad people, but because mm-hmm. our society isn't designed for superheroes, isn't as designed for any of this. He yeah. has to live in a state of limbo where he can do nothing. And that's why it took him so long, I would say, to get out of that to get out of that cell. Mm-hmm. Because when once and this is kind of jumping ahead a little bit in our plot synopsis, uh, Mr. Glass and the Horde break out. And Mr. Gra- Glass kind of reveals his diabolical diabolical plan. Yes. We're going to this new building, we're going to destroy this chemical plant. And gonna yeah show the world yes. that superheroes exist. exist yeah yep and uh he tells Bruce Willis so he's this is where we find out just and he kind of did it in the first one too just how much 
he isn't a superhero. Mr. Glass isn't a superhero, but is the creator of superheroes. Is that he gets on a mic, he says to uh, Bruce Willis's character, this is what's going to happen. He tells him the exact plan, and he's like, you need to stop. That's what I'm banking on. I've designed it this way. You are going to fight him and stop him, and you are going to become the hero that I want you to be, that the world needs you to be, through this act. You are no longer going to be vilified, because in this act, in saving this, this building and the people in it, that's when you go from being a vigilante to a mainstream hero. And Does he say all that? He doesn't say that. Yeah. In, he tells him his whole plan. Yeah, he says, I'm yeah. going to destroy this building. You need to stop me. I and mean, if, I feel that, if he said that, that would have made more sense to really push Bruce Willis over the edge to actually like. But it's subtext. Do it's the I subtext guess. of, I shut off the water. All that's standing in between you and saving is this. Yeah, hundreds of door. thousands of people mm-hmm. not hundreds of thousands like thousands of people is this door mm-hmm. and then the they leave through this very specific way and the yeah, night which manager, is or the, part of his plan yep the day manager comes in and you see him look at all the monitors and you see Bruce Willis just Bruce Willis just sitting on his back yeah I thought yeah that yeah. was kind of weird that he had well it he, just shows like that how many like, hours did yeah he take to really think yeah he's he's still just terrified of being vilified for his he's losing faith almost yeah. he's losing faith in the fact that no matter how much he protects humanity they don't like they will never like him they will never want him because they don't see it as the right type of justice and I right. thought that was a really good little thing of like, okay, this character is a little bit more complex because as you think of him as that one note superhero, he would immediately just bust through the door and go yeah. sprinting off to save, to do this conflict. I just felt that was, yeah, more choppy editing of him not, not like, break, I don't know, breaking out or at least us seeing him like conflicted, like, do I break the door down? Do I not? We just see him sit there. And get, it's like you said it's not his movie yeah that's if you true sat there and watched him struggle with this it would become his movie again yeah. but instead you see mr glass and the horde walking through the hallway in trying to be inconspicuous which and is getting awesome out. yeah yeah like <laughs> it's like that it's clear that we're not supposed to care about whether or not bruce willis makes this decision we kind of already know he's going to yeah and Subtly, yeah. they put in that little screen with him sitting there to show that he's a little bit more dynamic. Than yeah, I mean, in the movie makes you root for this character that like is very amoral, and that's kind of the whole crux of the movie. And that's where I feel like not everyone's gonna jive with it. It's just a very cynical look at superheroes of like trying to bring them into this world. Like his whole plan is just making people aware that yes, superheroes exist. Yeah. But I I think that it's that's why he's a that's why Mr. Glass is a complex character. Like yeah. he, everything he does is for good reasons. It's for reasons to show the world that we are more diverse than we mm-hmm. think. We we aren't fitting into these specific bo- like two or three boxes, which I mean is a, is a pretty common thing. Yeah. Now is just embrace your uniqueness and mr glass understands this and he wants this 
And yeah. But he he's fundamentally flawed in kind of the same like Oedipal way where it's like Oedipus does everything to be a good king, to be a good ruler. And yet he's so fundamentally flawed that he he no, does yeah. everything like everything falls apart because of his his flaw this one flaw so it's only yeah well yeah he's a flawed character but i wouldn't say this makes him a good character he is an evil character like his whole thing in unbreakable is finding someone like him through any means necessary and that means taking the immoral route of like having a bunch of people killed on a train just just to have the satisfaction that yes superheroes exists he goes to any means to make that happen yes he does but in this movie we see the resolution of that yeah we see yeah. that he's willing to even die to give for this yeah the rest of humanity i do yeah a sense of understanding about themselves that they haven't been able to get before it's like mama this wasn't a limited edition this was an origin story yeah I, I, that line was so damn cheesy why i loved it though I thought it was perfect because you think it's an origin story about yeah. bruce willis but then he fucking dies Bruce Willis dies. I was Mr. sad Glass about that. Dies, <laughs> yeah. And the Horde all die. Yeah. Spoilers. And they all die dies. as he's saying it's an origin story. Mm-hmm. So obviously the origin story is just humanity's origin story as a new species that understands the diversity of their the species. They yeah. They understand that well, everybody yeah. has, like, not everybody. Yeah. There are hundreds of thousands of people that probably have superpowers that right, just right. have to hide because they don't want and yeah that's the conflicting thing with me for this movie it's like i do like how it's set out it just feels like yeah it's a very realistic depiction that anyone would go to any means just for the sake of getting it out there and yeah that's what this movie does by the end it's like it doesn't care if it's saying a good or bad thing it's just the point is getting the idea that superheroes exist out there yeah. through any means yeah. possible, which you get that through, yeah, a lot of twists at the end, and it is kind of clunky at the end because you're getting like three to five twists by the end of this movie. Oh yeah, it's it's bonkers how many twists you get, and it's very clear. So this is Twist this is mania. the one thing I don't like about M Night Shyamalan. Okay, he. And He's got to have that twist, man. Well, so I was listening to an episode of... It's called Unspooled. It's with Paul Shear and... I can't remember and what her name is. someone else. Okay. I can't remember what her name is. Um, it's all good. But it's... They go through and review, um, like, the AFI Top 100 mm-hmm. list of most popular movies. And they were talking about Schindler's List. And they read an article by a reviewer that basically said, you're never... you're." you feel manipulated into caring about this thing, even though you already should care about, like you already care about Mm. this thing, but sometimes they just punch it into you so much. And I feel like what M night Shyamalan does is just punch into you the fact that you're supposed to care about humanity rather than, or you're supposed to think of by the end of the movie, you're supposed to think about Mr. Glass as a good character. Because no, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I have a problem. Sarah Paulson yeah. 
says, we've been killing people like you. We've been killing superheroes like you. And this is where we get into this whole shadow, the shadow cult thing. Okay, did I miss a part with that? Like when I went to the bathroom, did they have a thing with the, like, the clubs? No. No? No, that just, it's completely the... out of nowhere. And yeah. That's, that's, that's like one of the insane twists is that Sarah Paulson is part of the shadow society that for 10,000 years, apparently... Has been killing superheroes. It's ridiculous. Before, you gotta take yeah, it or leave it. Yeah, yeah. Before they can come to like true superhero dumb yes. and yeah, into the light. And so you you get you get this it's like M Night Chamalon is clearly trying to say, Mr. Glass, though complicated, though a bad character, is a redeemable character because the amount of people he's yeah. killed is nothing compared to the tens of like so many people who have out, been yeah. killed over this ten thousand years where the shadow organization has tried to sequester parts of humanity. I mean you can think yeah. about it like in the nineteen forties and fifties and even before that with these like mental institutions that were lobotomizing people uh, yeah and killing that's people. this conflicted thing. It's like even by the end you don't know if it's a good or a bad thing that all superheroes are revealed like it's just it's just thrown out there it is kind of thrown out there like more as a good thing to the secondary characters besides sarah paulson uh but like there yeah there is this one note where she goes to the comic book store because like everything gets revealed through a comic book yeah in this and some nerds are like oh geez don't you know that the mastermind's only one step ahead of everybody. He's always one step ahead of everybody. And I'm like, oh my god, now we got another freaking twist going on where, like, everything that, um, the fight at the end, like, is being caught on camera and stuff. So we, yeah. Yeah, that's, like, the final twist. The real twist is that, um... Among Mr. 20 Glass, other twists. Yeah, <laughs> is that Mr. Glass so. calculated even Sarah Paulson's reaction to everything that happened up to this point and then yeah. realize like, it was like there is because yeah I guess that's another thing that's kind of smart too like getting to the tower that's like that's a kind of ending you get in like a Marvel movie he's like we're yeah. hardly going to get out of the front fucking say, door we're not going to get very it's far Avengers Tower in the first Avengers movie it's yeah like, it's exactly that yeah. yeah it's like that's going to be our stage to show the world exactly who we but are but he really knows yeah that that's not what's gonna happen yeah, he knows that from the start there's no way realistically yeah there's gonna be a bunch of riot cops like that are just gonna shoot us like right out of the door and yep and yeah, he, he that is what everybody into including sarah paulson character into getting into the yeah, doctor whatever yes. <laughs> I, I didn't yeah I even catch Ellie something oh yeah that's right yeah um and so he yes. So the final twist is that he has calculated even his own death and the death yeah. of his three constituents. Yeah. And has used that suicide mission as mm -hmm. they call it to reveal to the world that superhumans exist. There's a bunch of yeah, I don't know, leaps you have to make to like get to that point, but we're we're just supposed to be made to believe like that he's just he will be aware of this. He's just this all knowing person. Yeah. somehow that's his superpower yeah essentially i don't was he that smart and unbreakable did they make him that smart and unbreakable i don't feel they did i feel he was just going about actually just killing people 
like to flush a hero out. I no, I think I, that was his only plan. I don't know if he was that smart in Unbreakable. I think he was, because I mean, when they do their final showdown at the stadium, like that's it's it's pretty clear that he's thought that once and maybe he was just killing people up until he. But found he's like that a person. super genius in this yes, one. But once he found that, like, yes, it seems like just random killing and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's more just like probability. Like yes. he's thinking, oh, the probability that I find a superhuman is so small that yeah, the, I yeah. I have he has to do an immense amount of killing in order to mm-hmm. find it. But once he does, that's when his true like mental abilities do kind of shine through. Like that's when you see him. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, when you I see guess. him and Bruce Willis kind of going a little tête-à-tête on whether or not what Mr. Glass is thinking about come can overcome just the brute strength and like the ability to like read minds and stuff like that that Bruce Willis character has. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I guess it does get heightened and maybe that's almost saying that what he thought in Unbreakable like he was thinking that that was the final goal from Unbreakable forward. It's like he found Bruce Willis and he knew he needed to find a villain, another villain. Oh, and so yeah, when definitely. Split happened, mm-hmm. that's why he's like, I waited 19 years to do this. Yeah, he's like... So yeah. he, it's what we're led to believe in this movie is that he calculated it, from the moment when he found Bruce Willis up until his death. I just feel, yeah, there's just a lot of leaps in logic in that and like to have that all crammed in the end really doesn't make any sense but i feel like that's not doesn't really matter for the point of this movie to make that like m night Shyamalan's going through whatever he (laughs) wants the movie to go through to get to the point well the whole point is that we are just regular human beings we're not supposed to be able to understand exactly how the mind of Mr. Glass works. Yeah. It's it's supposed to be kind of that... Fr- and maybe, yeah, it's like frustrating that we all don't have the mental ability to track like 19 years in our future. So I... Yeah, I, I mean, can it's the thing that. is like, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. that's, that's kind of why I like it. It's like yeah. you, you see in Doctor Strange him like calculating out all these things and you kind of get these hints of what's going to happen mm-hmm. at it's the like, end of like yeah. the Doctor Strange movie, or I mean, you te- he it's goes just, through all yeah. the, per- the in the latest Avengers movie, like oh, there's ten million. I went through ten million scenarios. There's only one where we survive, and then at the end, you get him saying this had to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's like oh, now we know what he's thinking, but yeah, it, that's like yeah, we get that. The, you don't get that saying. satisfaction. They don't lay it out for me for you as clean. I guess as that's they do in that is a good question because it sounds like by the end of this movie you had like a satisfactory like ending for you. I least. did, and okay. I I didn't. Get I that. want to give M Night Shyamalan credit for this. Okay, because I think he, like you said, that Split was an earlier Split was a movie that he really wanted to make earlier. Yeah, like, that character was going to be in Unbreakable. Yeah. That was the whole thing. And so, maybe at least he had some semblance of how he wanted to make... Wanted this yeah, to end. Yeah, wanted this yeah. to end. 
And so I think it I, yeah, it comes out at a good time for something like this to oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, critical look at superheroes in general. I'm just saying, yeah, it's very cynical and real. And like by the end of that, it's not everyone's cup of tea. And like I did like this movie, but it I was a little like disappointed with how cynical and yeah, sad <laughs> it's hard. it is by it's, the end. And yeah, it's hard to like say whether or not he knew exactly what he was doing from the beginning like that's yeah a, that's that's, a bold so, that's so freaking ridiculous that okay so we'll get into the most crazy twist is that like not only was bruce willis like on the train but also uh the horde kevin his dad was also on the train yes. and his dad was the only thing like keeping uh kevin's mom from like going nuts on him and kind of brought up all these personas yep to protect yeah, Kevin. Yeah, so the, the inciting incident is that Kevin's mom is absolutely insane. And in yeah. order to protect him from her, she was, like, openly violent. Like, they show a cutscene in this movie of her walking up the stairs yelling. The iron. <laughs> yeah. a hot iron. Yeah. And Kevin Wendell crowd. Yes. Uh, and uh, so it's supposed to be believed that, yeah, like you said, um, Mr. It's, Glass yeah. calculated it down to the fact that I, his yeah. his friend or his dad was going to be on the train, and that was mm. what's going to create uh, the I, horde. Yeah. and then that's what's Let's going see. to. So yeah. you really have to you have to accept the fact that you can't. It's so it's mm. very unbelievable in the same way that aliens are going to come through a portal in the sky. And attack New York City. That's, I don't know. That's at least fun, though. I feel like... The but whole, so why are superheroes fun? Because it's that power in fantasy. Reality, it's that, yeah, in reality, that'd be horrible. And that's kind of what we get with yeah, this movie. That's, that's the whole point of yeah. movies. To say, like, stop fetishizing superhero. Yeah. yeah. Stop making it seem like everybody it's this, should yeah, want new to be myth. a superhero. Yeah. You should want to help people. You should want to have this innate pe- compassion for people. You mm-hmm. shouldn't do nothing just because you don't have superpowers. I don't know if that's what this movie's really saying, though. But if you... So, maybe it's not. Movies yeah. are open to interpretation. That, that is but true. the fact that you can... That I you, that, yeah, you can dig that, that out yeah, of there. Yeah, You can. You can yeah. dig out the fact that... I mean, the, whole, like, I, the yeah. whole time in this movie, they're talking about how they're just delusional that they don't actually have superpowers. And then you find out they actually do. I, I just feel even like with M. Night Shyamalan's earlier, earlier films, there was some sort of sense of humanity. Uh, by the end, there was some closure in all those movies. Uh, there was closure at the end of Unbreakable. That I mean, it's a happy ending until we get the twist, but there's still like closure in that, that Mr. Glass goes to jail. In Signs, it's supposed to be that. I mean, <laughs> that movie's so ridiculous, but I love well, it. What like, about the villain? Um, I didn't watch. The, okay. <laughs> I didn't watch the village. So that, I would. I say, no. That's supposed to be like his turning point, right? With his movies, like people can agree that like, uh, Six Sense, Unbreakable, and like Signs, those are his good movies. I guess. I yeah. Mean, Six Sense is even just kind of. I mean, I by know, today's what's standards. Point, what's the point of Six Six Sense? It's, it's like, the twist. That's it. <laughs> that's the yeah. Like, he, he kind of immediately jumps the shark. Like, Sixth Sense was a yeah. good movie, but then it's just, like, it's just a catalyst in order to... It's just to, supposed to make you feel connected to these people until you find out, no, this guy's fucking dead. 
Yeah, like, and here's a good question for you. Did you really connect with any of the secondary characters in this? Like, there was, like, no... Con- like, they forced it upon you, like, as they're dying. They're, like, forcing this connection with, like, the main cast. And it feels very forced. It's like, we really don't know nothing about these characters except they're supposed to thrust up the main cast. But, oh gosh. God, I hate... <laughs> I hate having this discussion because, like, I kind of agree with you, but I can also... I can also point out, like, in... I think it's Spider-Man 2 again. Okay. But he... When he... So... It's, it's funny. Sorry, yes, yeah. We are... We are Sam Raimi, your classic yeah, Spider-Man 2. One of my, no, you you will see this in almost every superhero yeah. movie, is that there's a point where the heroes are so terrified to lose any loved one... Yeah. ...that they have to push them away. And so, at this point, we're seeing... We're seeing Bruce Willis's character already have pushed his son away. But, yeah. And so you aren't, like... Hey, dude, let me tell you, these... Spider-Man 2, Aunt May's, like, supports him, like, at at the end where he's, like, regretting, like, like giving up the cape, giving up being Spider-Man. And Aunt May's like, you know, someone, we people need a hero, and Spider-Man was that hero for a lot of people. But he has to push Mary Jane, like, it's specifically Mary Jane away. Yeah. Because there's just no humanity in this movie, and that's what no, I didn't that's, like. That's <laughs> yeah, the that's point, the point. Yeah. That, God, the worst part was when like he was just being Spider-Man. He only devoted himself to being Spider-Man. Yeah. Like it was kind of just. A I feel part of that. also just kind of heavy-handed with its message of like, yeah, don't fetishize these like superheroes. Just like take it as it is. It's just I don't know, just over the top, and. I think it's fine. I yeah. I I'm not saying it's no bad or good. We'll have I'm to just agree to disagree yeah. on that one. Um, okay. I think we might take a little bit of a break. I don't know if yeah. we have a new sponsor this week. We might, but uh, we're gonna take a There's little a, bit yeah. of a break. So yeah. Okay. Fuck off. Hey kids, we're here at Twenty Flags with our new ride, the Glass Breaker. Glass Breaker. <laughs> so. We have this brand new ride. It's called the Glass Breaker. It'll scramble your eggs, or it'll scramble your glass. Or your bones, too. Or your bones. <laughs> yeah. If they're made of glass. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. You, If you have bones made of glass, make sure you see a psychiatrist. <laughs> and also, make all. sure, if you're going to ride our ride, to bring two stuffed animals. Two stuffed animals. And the, a sweater to block yes. any pain any we, pain you might but, you And might on the Glass on Breaker, ride. yeah. What was the funniest moment in this movie to you? Yes, what was the funniest moment in this movie? When that poor kid smashed his heart. So that was the funniest fucking part. It was so goddamn silly. Not gonna lie, the whole movie had like it took itself super seriously, but like it just had silly things in it, and I loved it for that. Like how the beast actually makes animal noises. Okay, that's and also how they portray him running is the stupidest. It's so fucking funny so on stupid. all four. We evolved to got, go on two feet. Well, and you can tell he's got like a hoist or like a crane. Yeah, that's where true. It's clear that he's just like barely floating above the ground. It's pretty funny, dude. It's so it's bad. so fucking funny. But I would say my favorite part. No, the funniest part. <laughs> the funniest part was probably oh, and then your favorite part. The guy talking about um talking about like holistic medicine. 
that was so oh like phone then it's like yeah. it's like ad lib I, I wrote nothing for this part yeah and my job was just ad lib it alright you need to drink more water yeah I do I can tell that was the worst acting gets, in the movie it <laughs> was that part throat slit and it's like yeah. fuck yeah but also I that guess, was cool I wish yeah I wish Mr. Glass like kept those like shards of glass around to like swipe at people or yeah. like he threw like glass at people no, like a shuriken. That's fucking ridiculous, Wally. <laughs> hey, that would have added some levity to no, this movie. They, I think you want a standard superhero. Movie. No, I don't want a standard superhero yes, movie. Do. You want a I don't want a cynical, sad, guy, pretentious you want a guy movie to though. Throw shards of glass. He cuts a dude with a shard of glass though. Yeah. I'm like, that's why he's Mr. Glass. He kills no, people. No, that's not why he's Mr. Glass. <laughs> no. Oh, the fucking Riddler or some shit. He kind of was dressed like the Riddler. I'm not no, gonna lie. He looked like he looked Prince. fly as fuck, dude. Yeah. He looked fly as fuck. I like that he had the the little emblem that yeah, said Mr. MG. Glass. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if he had that in Unbreakable, but I think that's yeah. No, he did. The point. Yeah. But um, Mr. Glass. I liked his suit. Also, the like whole thing where it's like, so if I dropped my flashlight, oh on your legs, boy, yeah, I'd break your bones, and then the guy just like. We don't know anything really about this character. Yeah. Beforehand. He actually seems like kind of a nice guy. But for some reason... He's he going to be a dick to this... Yeah, yeah, like... Like, this this guy who's been... That's when I walk back from the bathroom. I'm like, yeah, he's going to, like, abuse this catatonic yeah. Well, he does have this one moment where he's like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. He's like, yeah, this is really fucked up. I should get out of here. But why... Why have... Like, it's so weird... It was kind of suspenseful. I'm not gonna lie, because I'm like, this movie like you do feel bad for Mr. Glass whenever he breaks his freaking bones. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this poor fucking guy. Like, the beast just puts his hand on his shoulder and just smashes his fucking yeah. shoulder. Yeah. It's like, like, oh my god, that's fucking worse. Oh, and then he falls. And not. <laughs> Yeah. Not gonna lie, I try not to laugh at that because every time as he's falling, you kind of hear like breaks. Like it's almost yeah. like they edit in glass breaking <laughs> as he's falling down. Yeah, like, it's it's fucking ridiculous. He can't, he can't, yeah, he can't stand on his own. But then he claps. He claps yeah. at the beast doing it. And he claps pretty hard. So I'm like, True, yeah, I was I was wondering hurt? that too. Like when he's like slamming the door like behind him and stuff. I'm like, does that hurt him at all? Yeah. It's like, yeah. you, like we we've seen this character. He's supposed to be very breakable. Yeah, he, he doesn't do he, stairs, like, people. Aggressively. Yeah. When he like, it would probably break his fingers or something. And there was padding on his gloves. I'm sure he had he padding on those gloves. He no, he had gloves. Like, not at that point. He had his gloves on. No, he did not. He had his gloves on the whole time, not like, at that point. point. And they hadn't gotten into putting on the costumes. I thought, uh... No. <laughs> I already forgot this movie. <laughs> so they go, already forgot. they go into that, that, um... Machine. Yeah, just as... Yeah. They go into that, like, laser room where it's mm-hmm. supposed to, like, basically lobotomize him. And then, yeah, he switched out the... And then he gets the beast to come out. And then the beast and him go to that place where he can get his outfit. Oh, Yeah. Yes. I th- wh- so wasn't he clapping outside like when the beast is like taking down like cops and stuff? He clapped for the girl because he's like, oh, the girl who he freed. He clapped on a couple of occasions, but it would have yeah. broken his bones. 
Like, I just remember... Yeah, Mr. Glass, uh, we don't get the physics of your bones. We don't. Why do... When your bones break, they actually make glass shattering noises. Yeah. That was... That was uh, the funniest part of the movie. Yeah. Is he falling out of his wheelchair, and every bit of him is, like, falling, and just your... Yeah, it's like... And then, yeah. You're supposed to be sad. I wanted to laugh, Ryan. There you go. Your sad, cynical superhero movie made me want to laugh. So there you go. I mean, it was it was also kind of a callback to a similar thing happens in Unbreakable when he falls down some stairs. Oh, that was funny, dude. <laughs> that you're fu- yeah. Like, piece of shit. Oh no, that was funny. Like no, that was actually like really tense because you're like you're just so fucking worried because he's like at first like he's going down the stairs kind of okay like that's yeah that's where M Night Shyamalan shines is the suspense and like. I was sad that there wasn't that much suspense in the movie. There was just like a bunch of exposition dumps by the end. And I'm like, that doesn't really make for an interesting movie to me. I guess I would ask, so who is this movie for then? Because like, obviously (sighs) you didn't like it. Obviously I liked it. Yeah. No, I did like it. But like, I think there's things that you can make... Do you know. think Carl would have liked this? Movie? No. As somebody who loves superhero movies. As someone who loves superhero movies, I don't think you're going to enjoy this movie. But we kind of come to the consensus that's the point. Well, no, I think you can enjoy this movie as a completion of this trilogy. Yeah. I think it's not meant to be a superhero it, movie. It's no. It's supposed to kind of make fun of the fact that like everybody loves superhero. I think you're reading into it a little bit. Much. I think you're undervaluing M Night Shyamalan's ability to think complexly about his films. Maybe he's been because saying that for years. He though, did man. have a lot of bad movies recently. Yeah. No, this is definitely not a bad movie of his. Like, I'm just saying this is very cynical, and it's not everyone's cup of tea. Um. I'm saying I enjoyed the movie enough for what it was, but it's not really within my interest and didn't really... Like, by the end, like, I just feel like, objectively, like, it was really clunky with all the exposition... All the dumps at the end. It's like, that doesn't make for an interesting movie. That just throws twists at you. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's a movie, like, as we were thinking about it more, like, I liked it more, but... It's... It's a clunky It is movie. clunky. Yeah. I'll agree. It seems like he he was trying to do... He was trying to close a lot of things that maybe you should have hinted at. At least a little... Like we said, there was no... So there was a scene where Sarah Paulson is talking to a group of people at a cocktail yeah, bar. Yeah, this just comes out of nowhere. I'm yeah. like, okay, does this really need to be in the movie? Say, is yeah. there anything in Split? Is there anything in Unbreakable no. that hints at this? No, no there, there isn't, yeah. There's not any hinting even that, like... Yeah, like, when this movie, like, I don't know, it felt it should have ended, like, five different times towards the end. I'm like, are we going to get yet more twists? Or, like, is one of them still alive? I'm like, what's going on at this point? I'm like, what's left to show? Like, oh, okay, they got the video footage out. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, I think if you would have put even... Because, okay, I will genuinely say this. I was... I was totally stoked and, like, down with this movie up to the point where we get all the exposition dumps. Then I was like, okay, this thing's kind of falling apart. Yeah. and From I, a storytelling standpoint, I think, yeah, you'll like agree. Hints. That was a clunky way. Oh, to... I, I mean, I liked the twists 
I thought it was a clunky way to portray them, and I wish I wish Sarah Paulson's backstory would have been explained at least partly. Like I wish they wouldn't have spent as much time trying to like make it seem like she was a doctor. Yeah. Like if we yeah, because we're just get thrown at the end. Oh, she's the bad guy. It's yeah. like if you okay, would have had a split. <laughs> at least seen maybe on like a TV or something where it's like her talking maybe to the person that was captured and kind of yeah. like laying out like something, oh, I study yeah. I study the delusions of grandeur side of psychological trauma and that mm-hmm. sort of like anything like that may have made it a little bit better but yeah they yeah. I so you yeah, you see where my complaints were. I definitely do. Yeah. I just, like, leaving the theater, I was like, I enjoyed that immensely. I, I felt mm. like seeing Unbreakable and then seeing this, I'm like, that's that's what I wanted from the conclusion. Okay. I didn't want it to be anything more or yeah. less than that. I didn't want, like... I feel like, yeah, if you would have, like you said, I think if you would have, like, made more clear that there's this... I don't know organization that's trying to like get rid of superheroes or just like the the ending of this movie needed more padding it's just like it's all thrown together everything gets thrown together at the end where like the movie is just kind of full of itself it doesn't give you like any room to like let these things kind of ruminate yeah at all i guess but throughout the like the whole movie you're you don't want to believe mr glass I think you don't necessarily want to believe that this grand hmm. idea of superheroes exists. So you're kind of on Sarah Paulson's side. Okay. Were you ever actually on her side though? Yeah, when she yeah. was talking about when she was uh, I, yeah. Like when she was saying, mm-hmm. couldn't it have just been this stuff? Yeah. Like you it was interesting. start questioning yeah. whether or not I mean, obviously you want to believe. Like that's Well, the, I I knew for the get go, I'm like, yeah, this is gonna be bogus that they because I'm like, if one character is like, Mr. Glass has been like in solitary confinement for like almost 20 years. Like, this is all he's been thinking about. Yeah. So he's like, this is real. He's like, he even says like, yeah, there's limitations. This isn't a freaking cartoon. But he's like, I know to a certain extent that this is real. So he's like, you can always rationalize things. But he's like, this is real. Yeah. But you, I don't think you're supposed to think that they're good care like any of those characters including bruce willis are good characters yeah and that's i don't know and that's where this movie succeeds that's what you that's what it's supposed yeah. to do yeah and then at the end when the twist comes that's when you're supposed to be shocked it's like this i feel is- okay we were supposed like the characters like casey uh bruce willis's son uh mr glass's mom those are supposed to be the heart of the story. They do nothing but are there his, in service of exposition. His mom, I mean, I thought the mom was the most, like, connecting character. Like, yeah. I, her relationship with her son, as opposed to, like, Kevin's to... You almost didn't need, like, the son in this at all. Yeah, the son, I think they mainly brought back because it's the same guy from yeah. Unbreakable. 
And they're just like, well, he didn't grow up to be a great actor, but yeah, he, we got him. We got him. He looks the same. So yep. we cut he got the same them. dead eyes. Yeah. When we cut yeah. between them. Every time I, I was looking at his eyes, I'm like, his eyes are just black. I'm like, does he have superpowers, dude? <laughs> that we're going to fuck. Well, Bruce Willis huh? was too when he was. Um, Bruce Willis just wants to take a nap in this dude. He's like, nose. I don't want to do anything. Just his let me take nose, a nap yeah, under this hood. His nose was so weird. I didn't realize just how flat... Is that your one complaint of glass? Yes, that's my <laughs> Bruce, one complaint. It's you like, know, everything flawless. Get a fucking nose job, man. Christ, man, you make so much money. You yeah. could get a better nose it's weird. in this business, all right? Okay, well, we have reached the end. So, we have. I ask you, did you fuck with this movie? Oh, God. Uh, I'm... Really at odds with this movie. Like there are parts of it I like, and there's parts of it I don't like. I don't think it's a very satisfying conclusion for like these two other movies. But at the same time, I was like, after twenty years, I'm like, what kind of ending could really be all that satisfying? Um, I think the ending of this movie, like I think for a lot of people, it's gonna kind of like fall apart. Like I liked all the parts leading up to it. Um, but yeah. I'm gonna recommend this movie. You'd fuck with this movie. I would. I would fuck with this movie again. Excellent. Yeah. Uh yeah. I I concur. Um, I think where this movie is probably gonna shine is in the trilogy. Like, watch it as a trilogy. Yeah. Watch Unbreakable. It's Seeds a very much a connecting it. piece. Like yep. at, on its own, it's not that successful of a film. You kind of have to have those other connecting points. Or at least and, you need like. When, I think when put directly, like if you're watching this as a trilogy, you get really good Unbreakable, you get Split, which, like you said, you enjoyed yeah. way more than this movie. Yeah. So, if you watch it as a trilogy, I think the faults that this movie might have will feel less because you're watching it as a conclusion of a trilogy of two other good movies. I think you yeah. you might find it more satisfying instead of like like when was the last time you watched Split? Oh, when it initially came out. Yes, think, and then yeah. you said you watched Unbreakable about that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. M Night Shyamalan movies aren't really ones I would I revisit all that much, but like I would. So I think for clarity's sake, I'll put this in the good category of M Night Shyamalan movies along with. Uh, the Sixth Sense. The Last Airbender. The Last Airbender, <laughs> yeah. Signs, Unbreakable, and Split. Yep. Those, yeah. It's definitely in this category of, like, better films, but it's, like, in the middle of that. Yeah. It's, it's on, like, well, I would right say lower edge. end, yeah. I would say, because I would put it right by The Village, because, like you said, The Village okay. is kind of the part. I enjoyed The Village. I thought it was, like... Is it something that where the end kind of makes it fall apart? Because that's the thing with his movies. It's, they have great setup and everything. I was going to say, it was, but a the good, it was a good kind of, build up to find out. So at the end of The Village... Yeah, I know what happened. You could say yeah, <laughs> so, spoilers for The well, Village. You, so the whole movie is them living in this like town that looks like it's set in like the, 19, the 1800s. The 18, yeah. Yeah, and so we find out at the end that they're actually like part of this experiment sort of thing. Where, yeah. Yeah. Where they're on this in this preserve that's untouched by modern humanity, but they live in humanity. And but the elders really are them. like keeping them there or something, right? The what? The the elder people like they dress yes. up as like creatures yeah, to like so keep the them elders, at bay. The elders, yeah, they dress up like creatures and keep them from 
branching too far. Um, but, mm. like, there are yeah. problems with that movie. I mean, the fact that nobody saw a fucking airplane in the entire goddamn time that... Yeah, they don't hear cars or anything yeah. like that. Well, they do live, like, right smack dab in the middle of, uh, like, this really big Yeah, desert. it's like something where... <sighs> You, you can't to, like, put much thought. No, you can't, because like, yeah, there would be airplanes, but um, I guess maybe since it seemed like it was almost like a big social experiment, mm-hmm. um, that that they rerouted airplanes around this thing, which is an insane thing to do. But yeah, um, okay, I, so yeah, like yeah. it's there's definitely issues. Okay, so you're putting. So you're putting this movie like in the same view as something like Village. Okay. Yeah, with his say, line of movies. It's an enjoyable movie. Yeah. It, I really like it and the twist at the end is is shocking, but like like the village is bad just because like uh, there are Was the ending? Yeah. Uh, but like it's a good movie. Yeah. It's a good complex like almost coming of age movie for this girl. Okay. Uh, and then it's set kind of darkly, t- kind of like okay. split. And um, I think it has like a similar growth. Like there is a lot of growth in the char- in the three main characters in this movie. Um, as they die, it seems like they 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 show this mm-hmm. growth. Like Kevin specifically yeah. is a huge anchoring. He gets. He shows yeah. a lot of growth in that. Like, he does. He yeah. He has he closure. Yeah. He. Does Bruce Willis get closure? He just gets drowned at the he end of this. He gets closure in that he, like, there's a reason. So, like I said, he was this hero who's basically accepted the fact that everybody's going to hate him. And yeah. in seeing the fact that Sarah Paulson is part of the society that's keeping him down. She's like, yeah, it doesn't matter if you were a hero or a bad guy. We were coming for you. That's the thing. It wasn't, like, his whole, like, that sad idea that, he he has to be this tragic hero. He has to like put up with the fact that he's never going to be recognized. It's not his fault. It's not like he's failing to save people. It's not like he's doing these. The world's things. out to get him. The world's out yeah. to get him. And in a way, yes, it's not satisfying. No, it's not. It's like <laughs> not you, at all. well, that's because yeah. you want people, good people, to succeed. But goddamn yeah. it, in the real goddamn world, you don't. Get most that. of the yeah bad people do yeah. succeed, and I guess yeah, it's just so. Just it's so, so unsatisfying. Yeah, it's unsatisfying, and I guess I I think that, that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Though. I think it's supposed to be that way. It's supposed yeah, to be unsatisfying. I would say because we so, want we don't want to see yeah. the guardian like in this movie, the Guardians of the Galaxy or like the Avengers aren't going to succeed against no. Thanos because when you think I mean, about it, Thanos is Thanos the, didn't. I mean, they didn't succeed against Thanos in the last movie, but, but I mean that'll be fixed. They're yeah. going to yeah. in the next movie Endgame. They're going yeah. to succeed. That's the problem with yeah. superhero movies nowadays. You know they're going to succeed. You know the end. You know game. they're going to succeed, and maybe the government's not going to like it, but in the end, they're going to realize, oh, we needed the Avengers. Like, that's yeah. that's what Civil War was all about. That's what the show is. And Yeah, this is a yeah, sadder take on yeah, all of that. Yeah, it is. And but it's done well. It's done well for the most part. It's a, it is an enjoyable film, and it is definitely a complex film. With a lot of different themes that, yeah, now everyone's going to leave the theater satisfied, but I think if you liked Unbreakable and Split, it's definitely worth seeing the end. Absolutely. So. Okay. There we go. That is the end of our podcast. (laughs) Fuck off.
Bye. Hello. Hey. This is the uh, epilogue, which I think we might be. Thank doing God a we're bit. done Thank talking God about done. that movie. Yes. Thank that God. That movie. We'll we don't never know have which to one. talk about it again. It. We had a shitty advertiser this week. Yeah, not great. Not great. That ride keeps breaking down, apparently. Yeah. Everyone keeps. People have died, man. People, I guess ride. a lot of people yeah. have gone with glass bones and they've died. Like, a lot of them have died. It says don't go on with glass bones for yeah. a reason, people. They think that's a fucking joke. But they, what's right? it called? The broken glass? Yeah, it's, it's glass the glass breaker. breaker. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's saying, hey. If you got glass gla- bro- <laughs> bones, you're fucked. All right, yeah. don't go on this ride. But, um, yeah, we digress. Uh, so Anyways. What we wanted to talk about was uh, kind of our layout. So... We've been thinking about this for a while, and it seems like the best option. So we want to start giving people more like consistent content. Yeah, so, and you know, more than like once a year, at least, yeah. at least more than once a year. Wait, what? It's twenty twenty one right now. Yes, <laughs> it's <laughs> Log- when we released the glass. Because yeah, yeah. review. <laughs> because uh, we were gonna be Aquaman like, what? Was 20- I forgot about that. Movie. Aquaman was twenty twenty. And so um, now it's Dragon 20- Ball didn't come out. Oh <laughs> shit, that's right, Dragon Ball. So it's twenty twenty two. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Twenty twenty two. Um no we're but living um, on the moon. Yeah, Yay. we're living on we're on the moon. We're floating around right now. But um so we're gonna start trying to put them out every Tuesday. So it seems like Tuesday's the best option. And um so that'll be Tuesday on iTunes. So if you're subscribed yes. to iTunes or if you're sc- subscribed to the YouTube channel, they are going to um, start maybe yep, being a little more bit videos. different. Yep. Um but also we have this fun new thing. So as we've previously we'll, we'll stated, rewind. Yes, we are broke people. And so one way to maybe not pay a bunch of money every week is just watch movie. shit that we've already seen. Yeah. That so we already have. We are introducing From the, the past. Film Fucks Rewind. Hell yeah, dude. And our first movie for that is going to be coming out next week. Oh boy, it's a and it's, it's a big one. It's, it's a, a big one. It yeah. is like I would say it's a good descriptor of our childhoods. It is. Like, there's giant kaiju battles. There's there's just theme gross parks. French people. I mean there's <laughs> gross French people. Um, and so obviously, there's babies. There's that ba- was, yeah. Obviously, guys, what we're talking about is Rugrats in Paris. Hell yeah! Or go to Paris, take Paris. We don't know the name of the it's, movie, I but you know, you you know the movie. Yeah. Yes, but um, yeah. So I think that's gonna be a fun thing. Hell yeah, uh, if anybody who's listening has was that was an impactful part of their childhood. I yeah, mean, stay tuned. Stay tuned. I mean, it definitely will ruin ours. your childhood. We will. Yep. We will fucking shit on that shit. Mm-hmm. Fuck it up. On that shit. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. We'll go. Fuck Bye. It.